Welcome to this week's episode of How Are You Really? This week we're going to be talking about mental health and travelling with the lovely Louise Truman. So would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, so I'm Louise. I travel, I've been travelling for about a year now. I'm based in Latin America and I'm currently in Costa Rica. I've accidentally gained a bit of a following on TikTok. So my first question will be, how are you really? So right now, good, but I guess it's like, for me, it's something that changes a lot and very dramatically every single day. Like last week, I was trying to get a flight home. <laughs> like I was actually like, no, I need to go home for a few days. And it was because of a situation that was out of my control. But it's very like, I think when I'm traveling, I kind of feel things a little bit more intensely. So when, for example, if something goes wrong, I'm like, because I kind of remember that I'm out of my comfort zone. And I remember that I don't have like the support system of my family nearby. And I feel like that makes it a lot more difficult to deal with things. When I had a family member in hospital last week, I was not functioning. Everyone around me who were like, we're friends, but we've just met a couple of weeks ago, or a few days ago. So they were kind of like, oh, what can we do to help? And I was like, no, I'm good. Just let me process. <laughs> Which is a very different situation to how you process things that go wrong at home. And so I feel for me, that kind of means that I'm like a bit of a yo-yo <laughs> in terms of how I am each day. No, I totally get that. You have a different support network when you're traveling and that you make really strong relationships with people after a really short amount of time, but they're not going to know your cues and stuff as well as people back home would. So that can be difficult sometimes, but it sounds like you look after yourself pretty well going Thank for you. a year. So, so why did you decide to go solo traveling? So I'm doing a university degree at the moment and because of the pandemic, everything's online. And so it just seemed a really good opportunity. Save money. I know that sounds strange, but save money because I go to uni in London and London's very, very expensive. And so because I've kind of been like working online and doing uni online for about a year before I went, it wasn't too much of a change. And then obviously it was solo because most of like my friend group at home are doing university courses and a lot of other unis didn't have the opportunity to continue to study online post-pandemic. So it was just kind of like opportunism, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Were you nervous before you went away? Um, so about a year ago, I wasn't, it wasn't my first solo trip. But I guess it was like my first longer one. So I had had like some shorter experiences of solo traveling and they had all been like really, really positive. And I was like, I think I was nervous because I knew that I was planning on staying. I didn't know how long I was going to be, but I knew that I planned on staying away for a really long time. And I found that like a very strange thing to be like, oh, when am I next going to see you guys? Like not knowing. I think I was quite nervous about. I've been away now for over a year. I did go home for Christmas a few days, <laughs> but um, I kind of now embrace that. But at the start of a trip, that's something that people are nervous about. And me too. I think as you go, you forget what you're missing at home because you kind of are so distracted by what's going on when you're away. It's just a completely different reality. I know that sounds really, really cliche, but it just is. You live a completely different life. And then as soon as you kind of get used to that, you kind of embrace not having too much of a plan. I'm very much a planning person and I like certainty and stuff. So when I went solo traveling, it was very out of my comfort zone. But for example, when trips got cancelled or a shuttle bus didn't pick me up, like that was really stressful, but I learned to just deal with it traveling. Whereas at home, if I missed my train, that'd be super annoying. But 
like solo traveling I just do something else instead and not let it ruin my time if like I was only there for a month so I didn't want to let things mess up a couple of days if you know what I mean no I agree I'm a big believer that like things only bother you as you let them so you just kind of have to like set ground boundaries within your brain to kind of like manage those kind of things when they happen because like when you're traveling it goes wrong all the time or like it doesn't not necessarily wrong but it doesn't go to plan it's a learning process I guess to like just kind of be like oh cool it's what it is let's do this instead yeah just changing plans like just going with the flow is so good while you're traveling so how do you first open up to people when you meet them personally I'm not very open when I first meet people like I am very cautious about like making new friends for traveling that does make things I think for me a little difficult because like I've always been like a I'd rather have a small group group of friends over a larger group of people that I'm not massively close with so if I'm like just meeting someone and they're like maybe in the same hospital as me for like two days I don't put that much effort in I know that's bad but I don't if someone's there and they're like oh I haven't got much of a plan I'm here for three weeks I'm like cool let's be friends I take a lot to be like able to trust people I guess like even within a travel situation you can kind of get like a gut feeling about someone quite quickly but it takes a while to kind of kind of go between chatting and like sort of being friendly to being friends that's kind of paid off because like the people that I've met here the people that I've actually actually really bonded with and spent a lot of time with I now consider friends for life and we've got trips together booked for the future I guess like I'm very cautious at home I'm less cautious here because you have to be everything's accelerated here but it's all relative to the person that you were before if that makes sense yeah definitely that things are different at home to traveling but like I would just get people's Instagrams I just met and they'd be like oh let's like go to dinner later and that was completely normal yeah it was very very weird in out of context but yeah and like you said it's very different to kind of surface level kind of friendships like that and when you actually start to really open up to people about kind of uh, on a deeper level than just having stuff in common while you're traveling yeah there's like I think it's two very big types of travel friendships you can have but yeah so how do you look after your mental health while you're traveling um so like it's a process but I think I'm learning to be very open about it not even necessarily with people I meet but like I treat TikTok like my diary and I forget that real people watch my videos so I just put whatever I want on and I know that's not always the best idea but like for me it means that I just kind of have an open dialogue in how I'm feeling and like it's kind of just useful for me to be able to document it and look back because then I feel like when you finish a trip you put on your rose tinted sunglasses and you're like oh that was amazing and actually I think it's useful to remember that there were ups and downs and there were challenges and there were days where you just didn't want to do anything and there were days where you're too anxious to leave and do stuff that you missed out on because when the next bad thing happens and when I have the next anxiety attack and when I have the next bad mental health day that's really useful to me to remember that I've actually been through this tons of times before and like I've got through it and it's going to be fine I just need to give myself the space to feel what I need to feel and like do that in the healthiest way possible so for me that normally means just cancelling my plans doing whatever I want and having a day just completely by myself yeah I really like particularly your openness about mental health on your TikTok page just it's completely unfiltered and you said like you use it like a diary and that's a really healthy thing to do to just like keep an eye on your mental health to just kind of regulate your own feelings yeah but I just not made a diary but particularly days where I wasn't with a group of people for days in a row 
I was mostly on my own I'd write like a summary of the day at the end of each day to just kind of keep things like in perspective of what was happening and reading back over it, it's actually very interesting but yeah it was just kind of like you said trying to remember the good bits and the bad bits because that's what makes it real instead of just saying that all of it was amazing yeah definitely and I don't think anyone has a completely amazing time when they travel and if they say they do then they're lying like I don't believe them because <laughs> I don't believe that any one person has perfect mental health I don't believe that any one person is completely happy all the time like and so I think online especially there's like a huge oh like travel will make you happy and yes that is true but travel will also make you anxious travel will also test you travel will also you know it will also do <laughs> and travel things will go wrong traumatic things might happen when you travel and I think if we just pretend it's all great then we're not prepared for where things go wrong um and I think yeah I think maybe like two months into doing TikTok I kind of realized that people were just pretending and like people that I like really respect as creators as well like it's nothing against them because like it takes a lot to like be able to share really what you're feeling and there's also a line that you kind of have to draw between okay this is productive to share and no this is trauma dumping I'm not going to put that online like it's very difficult to sort of navigate what you should and shouldn't share and so maybe like a journal is a better idea <laughs> that's something I relate to with having a podcast obviously I talk about upsetting things that have happened to me and I have guests that talk about hard things they find to talk about and it is a fine line between trauma dumping and actually trying to make it a productive conversation but just trying to just being completely honest you can't go that far wrong no I was going to say it's actually really interesting because like me and my friend I met a couple of girls traveling last August and something pretty not great happened to us whilst we were in Belize and I've kind of hinted at it just in the sense of don't stay at this hostel kind of thing I've kind of put up a couple of videos being like please do not stay at that hostel hostel especially if you're a solo female traveler and obviously that invites questions which I completely get but it's really difficult to talk about for a number of reasons one because it was a shared experience so I've got to if I post anything I've got to think about the two other girls that are involved and what their reactions might be to seeing that online and like we've been talking about it and we're all like it should be there it should be there but how do we do it in a way that's going to protect us protect like our mental health and also make sure we're not in danger for being online because it's quite not great the things that like we went through obviously like we don't want it to happen to other people but you've kind of got to protect yourself you don't have a responsibility to share anything at the end of the day but it's good if you can <laughs> no I was going to say it's not your responsibility to care for other people first like you need to prioritize your own mental health and what's Definitely. best for you like if you decide you want to share it one day like that is completely your decision and you don't owe what happened to you to anyone they, they don't need an explanation now I was gonna say a lot of people I spoke to traveling said that not that they were running away from something it's just that they needed time out from real life but with mental health in particular you're taking your brain and you're taking all of your problems with you so you need to be able to process them and particularly for me just taking a step out of like day-to-day -day life job all the stressful things it's like the kind of environment I needed to just concentrate on myself but if you're trying to run away from something it's so much easier to face it with help from either like a professional or people like you're close with if that's like what you're aiming for yeah I think it's 
I think there's a very common misconception that you go traveling and your problems are sort of left at home, but actually you bring them all with you and often it makes them worse. But it just kind of means that if you're solo traveling, especially you're kind of left with your brain a lot more than maybe you are with your, when you're at home. And so you are kind of confronted by things and maybe even like insecurities you didn't really realize was such a thing. Um, for example, like a massive one is like, you go traveling somewhere hot, you're in a bikini every day. And then you kind of realize because you're thinking it a lot that you're thinking a lot of negative things about your body that you wouldn't normally be subjected to thinking because you live in the UK, it rains and you wear jumpers. Like, <laughs> I know that's like a really basic example. But. Yeah, it's just being in an unknown environment as well that can just, adding anxiety to whatever you're going through isn't always going to be the best thing for you, particularly if obviously like things don't go to plan. I got awful food poisoning for like about a week and like I had a great time but I don't think I've ever felt as bad as I did during that week. But stuff like that happens. You're traveling. But if you're trying to deal and process a lot of things, then obviously that's not going to help you. Definitely. And I think, yeah, I think it's just um, a learning curve for everyone who goes for the first time. Because you kind of go when you, I think when you start traveling, you're sort of like on a high, the adrenaline high maybe. And then if you do it long term, so maybe the first couple of weeks, everything's great. Even if stuff goes wrong, it is sunshine and rainbows. And then I think you kind of get to the point where you're like, okay, so now something's happened. And then I, now I need to process that. But I'm in a completely unfamiliar situation and I don't have the tools to do that right now. And what do you find the hardest about traveling on your own? So I think in a practical sense, in a very like logistical sense, for example, if your bank card just decides it's not going to work, because sometimes some ATMs don't accept, I don't know why, don't know, like, but then you're like stranded without money. And obviously people are going to be like, well, you need to pay if you want to stay at this hostel or stuff like that. So it can be a very daunting situation if you ever wind up like that. Or if you're traveling, you kind of end up getting traveling at night. And then that's like a very dangerous situation, especially as women. And so like logistically, that's very difficult sometimes to navigate, but it can be really stressful to then kind of having to constantly plan and constantly be looking after yourself. You know full well when you're traveling on your own that most likely other people aren't looking after you. You can't really let your guard down in the same way that you do if you're traveling with friends. And like I've kind of done both, I've experienced both and there are massive drawbacks to traveling with friends and there are massive drawbacks to traveling solo. At the end of the day, I think I'd still choose solo. It's, it really depends on who you are as a person, I think. It's funny you mentioned the card thing because my card got like scanned at an ATM. Oh. So someone started taking money out of my account. No. It was so stressful. It happened on like two days before I left, which was really, really lucky. But it meant I met two total strangers and I transferred them all my money. And I went to an ATM with them and they got it all out in cash and gave it to me. I'm so lucky that I was with like trustworthy people that would help me. Yeah. But especially in a solo traveling situation, I was totally screwed um, because I couldn't get any cash out to get back to the airport. Mm -hmm. But that's where the kindness of strangers is honestly like such an amazing thing about traveling. Definitely. So what does self-care look like for you? Um, so here it's kind of just being very in touch with my feelings. For me, I very quickly learned that I ignore how I'm feeling on any given day that creates an even worse thing maybe a few days later if I like don't kind of express my feelings or don't feel my feelings and so it's just being like very emotionally conscious mostly I know 
self-care looks different for everyone but for me it's just mostly that and then just addressing it however I see fit depending on that situation because obviously like you can do you can do stuff just obviously I don't have a bath stuff here but like at home like I'll be like oh I'm gonna have a bath I'm gonna light a candle I'm gonna relax and that does help at the end of the day it's kind of more about processing your feelings than doing a self-care activity if that makes sense yeah and uh, that's a really good thing while you're traveling because relying on an object or a routine isn't something that you can usually do for example like having a face mask night um it's pretty hard to come by Uh, I mean I did pack about 20 (laughs) I did pack one but it is the kind of catering to your needs at the end of the day is what you need to do so that's really healthy what has been your favorite moment so far um so I'm an adrenaline lover and I know that sounds very weird to say as someone who has anxiety and a lot of social anxiety but I love doing adrenaline related activities honestly anything related to that it's been like the best day for example like skydiving like I was very no I'm not going to do like I literally felt sick when I was doing the booking I was like no this is not horrible why am I doing this and then I loved it kind of just pushed myself to do it because I knew that I would like it and so anything like that or like mountain hiking that kind of thing I used to climb professionally I love sort of adventurous sports and I think that's always been like a very big part of my personality Obviously, when you travel, there's a lot of that on offer, especially in Latin America. There's a lot of crazy things you can do with very little safety requirements. <laughs> I can't pinpoint one moment. So what would be your number one mental health tip? Um, just being open. Even if it's really hard, if you're in a solo situation and you feel like you need to talk to someone, like they can always be like, okay, I don't feel comfortable talking about this with you. That's like the worst that can happen, right? And like you've got to respect their boundaries if they say that. Most of the time, people are going to be very happy to feel like they're helping you. From I've met, I think, in terms of like other travelers, I've never really met someone with bad intentions. You kind of naturally gravitate towards the people you want to be friends with, right, when you travel. Most of those people are just so surprised by like the generosity, their kindness, how open they are. And often if you start talking about something like that, like if you're, you're talking about your mental health, like, oh my gosh, me too. I'm so glad we talked about this. And you end up having like a really productive conversation about it. Yeah, I think definitely just taking a chance on people and obviously follow your instincts and keep yourself safe. But opening up with stuff about mental health, everybody has it. Everybody has stuff going on in their lives. And just by sharing it with someone, even if you don't know them very well, can make you both feel so much happier. Definitely, definitely. And it doesn't have to always be talking to a person, but you just have to be able to open up in some way. Like I said before, I talk to TikTok <laughs> and like some people talk to a journal, some people talk to people, some people will call a friend at home. But either way, you just have to be able to open up, I think. So what advice would you give to someone thinking about going away on their own for the first time? I think really manage expectations because I know that like we all love to plan trips to other influences and stuff, but like you just, it sounds like so cliche and people say it a lot, but like social media isn't reality, but you don't realize that until you're experiencing the reality of that any given situation so you are going to have unrealistic expectations reading people's blogs watching people's youtube videos maybe even watching my tiktoks like that might not give you realistic expectations of what your trip will be like i think having just going with no expectations you know like i think then you can be surprised and i think especially with traveling like everyone has such a different experience like i've been in hostels where i'm like 
this is the best hostel ever. And then someone else will be like, no, I'm leaving early. I hate this hostel. It's got the worst atmosphere. I think you just have to know that your experience is going to be your experience. It's not going to be the same as someone else's, even if you want it to be like your personality is going to be, is a massive part of how you're going to experience things with stuff like that. I think you just kind of have to be prepared because either way, if you take a solo trip and you don't like it, that's still a win because you've learned something about yourself. There's no way to lose. I don't really think you, and if you go through hard stuff that does make you like, it doesn't feel great in the moment, but that does make you stronger and it does develop you as a person. So I don't think there's any negative way to look at the prospect of solo traveling. I think it's more just about having realistic expectations of what solo traveling is like. Because like, yeah, like no one wants to follow someone who goes, oh, this happened solo traveling. This isn't great. This isn't great. You just kind of have to know that that's not going to be online a lot of the time, that kind of thing. No one's going to tell you about it. Or when they've come back from their trip and they're working hard again, they're going to miss that trip. <laughs> they're going to talk about it like it was the best part of their life. And it might well be, but you won't get the full idea of some of the worst things they went through too. Yeah, definitely take everything with a bit of a pinch of salt sometimes, that things look amazing, but what the journey there, you don't see the 11 hour bus journeys to get to that beautiful sunset. So like there are good things and there are less good things traveling, but overall, like you do learn something from it. 100%. Thank you so much for coming on my podcast today, Louise. Uh, I think you're going to help a lot of people with solo traveling plans and thinking about their mental health while they're traveling on their own. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. (laughs) Thank you for coming on. And I hope everyone listening has a lovely week.